Welcome back to part two of the 2020 NBA season preview of the Eastern Conference. While we're breaking down the playoff teams from the bottom to the top. It's the Ave Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio, and it starts back right now. Why wait, right? Let's go. Um, number eight, we got the Atlanta Hawks. Are we sure yeah. ATL is going to be this good? Oof. Yeah, I mean, I like the moves they did on the offseason. I watched a little bit of preseason games. Um, they, they, they're going to have bench problems. That's going to be their problem. Their bench, right? Uh, yeah, their bench is going to – their bench may hurt them more than we think it's going to – the starting lineup is, 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 is probably one of the better ones in, in the East. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're, they're going to struggle when it comes to, um, um, definitely going to struggle when it comes to, um, uh, competing in the East, uh, for a playoff spot. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I still think that Orlando can edge, edge them out. Like I, I think, you know, between Orlando, Washington, Atlanta is going to have, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot on a lot to hold up to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to being competitive in these. I like the I mean I, I like what they've done. Though, but they on paper, they're definitely that they're that they're, they're that squad. Yeah, they're like better. I, 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 you're better. Oh yeah, it's it's the cohesiveness that's going to be like one of the things that you're going to have to watch and see if they um if it makes sense to 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 put them up in in relevance. I mean, you know, like I like Clint Capella Great player. I just don't know if Capella matches this team, but I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Collins to me is going to take that next step. I I think that guy's an all star uh, in the in, in the wing. Um, all their pickups have been like I'm kind of smiling. Like I like um, you know Bogdan. I think that was you know, everyone knows he should have went to Milwaukee, which would have sealed the deal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Gallinari. I know he gets a lot of flack, but I think he's he's a, he's a He's a walking bucket. You know what I mean? That guy's going to get you almost 20 points a game. Um, you know, they they, they got, uh, um, you know, Rondo was a big pickup. I mean, Trey Young's got, you know, that guy's like baby um, Steph Curry. Right? I mean, that guy's shooting from half court. You know what I mean? Got that flashiness to his game. Cam Reddish, I know he's been disappointing, but I think he'll take a next step. Rondo's going to carry these guys in regards to um, getting in the right direction of, of how to be pros. Um, the, the roster certified, certified roster right now, man. Like, you know, I, um, I, I, I always like Chris Dunn as a player being in Chicago. I think like Chris Dunn's the type of player that he should be playing in Miami. Mm. Yeah. Especially defensively. Because mm-hmm. offensively, he, be he, been, he has he has not been great in the league, but defensively, no. yes. But I, I, I think that he would fit that mold. Like, you know, like, you know. He doesn't need to score as much. He could be. He's a transition player. He's not a shooter type of guy, but he's a transition player, defensive player. That's the perfect kind of situation to be Miami from. But yeah, they seem to be on everybody's list right now. Um, yeah, just to, you know to come up and make the playoffs. And I'm I'm not 100 percent sure I'm buying it yet, even with all mm-hmm. their upgrades. Because I I do like Bogdan and beside Trey Young, I think that's that's a that's a pretty sweet backcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they obviously, as you mentioned, they upgraded their intellect with, uh, with Rondo. Um, mm-hmm. the thing with Gallinari is like, is he, again, is this health? Is he going to stay healthy? Like I like him too, but I mean, his whole career, he's, he's playing like 50 games, 60 games. He's always missing at least 15 to 20 games every year, easily mm-hmm. for any mm-hmm. injury. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that, that's a concern with him. And, 
And I think the the question I I I I keep coming back to is, um, are they going to give John Collins his money? Because he wants the max, and he does, they don't seem to be like they're they're with that right now. But like this is a man that basically averaged twenty and ten essentially last year on a rookie mm-hmm. contract. Like I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm honestly I'm kind of confused why they don't just pay him his money. Because again, like twenty and ten from a rookie contract is huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and and, and yeah. I think and I think like. Instead of giving that money to Gallinari, I honestly, to me, I didn't see the rush of trying to get all these vets. I'm like, you know what? Give Collins his money and just ride it out for. I would, I, like, honestly, I would have probably wouldn't have signed Gallinari. I probably just would have given him his money and then we'd just be good to go. I, well, it's kind of weird because I, I feel like John Collins and Gallinari play the same position too. Like, they're kind of the same type of player. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, very similar in, in, in play styles, right? Like, you know, I, I even think John Collins is stretching out his shooting, and, and and I've heard that John Collins can shoot the rock. Yeah, he's, just he that, shoots just that, Yeah, Randall, he so, played really well last year. I mean, you know, but like he played really well. Like he got suspended for, you know, the the twenty games or whatever it was. But other than that, like he he was really he played really well. Like he played really well last year. Like, and then mm-hmm. I I got to shout out uh, what Lloyd Pierce is doing off the court as well as uh, on the court because. Him spearheading the social justice movement amongst his peers as coaches, I think he should be commended for that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, like, like a major shout out to him for what he's doing. Shout out, yep. So, uh, who's your fantasy sleeper? Oh, uh, I mean, actually, before before you before you answer that, um, I see Trey Young also is the next guy to get his own signature shoe with Adidas. Um, mm-hmm. Is that right on time, or is it too early? Uh, he's an all star, right? He was all star yeah, last year, right? No, he, yeah, he yeah, started. No, he did no, start. I, I, he did start. I, 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 I think he's right on time. I think it's, you know, he is the face of the franchise. I, I, I'll be, I, I'll be candidly, I'm not a huge fan of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand the allure of his game. He's like Steph Curry of these, right? Um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what this. I mean, this is a big year for him because now, not only does he, he has better, he has more talent. Can he help this team get to the playoffs? That's going to be the question. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're, you're going off on a shit team. Yeah, okay, big deal. Like, yeah, that's good. You, you're an all-star. It's a signature shoe. You, you're, you got yours. Now, can you take that next step? That's going to be what I want to see. Are you going to be able to help get this team to the playoffs? Because we're talking, like, if you really think about Gallinari in the East with John Collins, Trey Young, and uh, Bogdan, you're telling me that – and Clint Capella, you're telling me that that roster shouldn't be a playoff team in the East? Come on, man. If they That's underachievement just talent-wise on paper. And with Rondo coming off the bench, they got a deep bench too. So, I mean, not deep. I shouldn't say that. I'll take that back. A decent bench. I don't know. See, man, um, you know, I'm hoping to see some strides from Cam Reddish. You know, um, you know DeAndre Hunter is another one too that I, I'm hoping to see some strides from. Um, we'll see what, uh, what transpires. If you want to know what my sleeper is, I mean, I don't know if you call anyone on their starting five a sleeper because they're, they're all pretty strong. Right. But, um, I would have to say that, uh, I I would like to see what, um, it's a tough one. (laughs) Well, cause, cause they're all like, like they're all sleepers. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like. Bogdan, was he that great last year number-wise fantasy? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, he was decent. He wasn't – like, is he going to have a breakout year? Or, you know, Gallinari's always a pretty good fantasy player. 
John Collins, is he going to take a step back? Yo, Clint Capella, could he be a fantasy kind of sleeper? I would say Bogdan, if anything. Yeah, I would say Capella. But again, we'll, we'll see because you're right. I think I kind of agree with you in that sense where he's a good player for this team. Is there other teams where he can be have a better role? I, I would say yes. I, I would agree with that as well. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll see. Because the one thing that 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 uh, with with Trey Young that like again, I know he's he's been really good. He put up great numbers last year. He was a All Star starter. The kind of shot selection that he that he does sometimes. I know we were in that era where everybody's shooting from half court and stuff. But I know, I know in the past because he doesn't play defense and stuff. It, it kind of rubbed teammates certain ways. So um, now that he's trying to elevate to this level of trying to make the playoffs. Is he going to eliminate some of that? And that's why I think that that that, that Rondo pick is actually pretty smart because it, it kind of puts somebody who's been there, you know what I mean, like and like in his corner to kind of like mentor him through that. So, right, I think I think it's interesting. Um, number seven, we got the Indiana Pacers. Um, yeah, should Indy be should Indy still be pissed that Danny Ainge for not letting their native son Gordon Hayward come home, dude? I think that Indiana effed up big time. Gordon Hayward is the perfect piece for this team to take the next step in regards to being like in the top, like legit, like they're a top, they're a middle of the pack Eastern Conference team. But I think Gordon Hayward would have, they need that type of player on that squad. That would have been perfect. And you know what the other thing is, see, like Turner's in, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of redundant having Turner and um, uh, oh, it's, a it's a bonus playing together. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Sabonis was an All Star, and Turner such was a six man on that team at times because you can't really play them together, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's not really a four, and he's, he's a five. He's an undersized five, and he fits in this type of league. And Turner is a great player, but doesn't fit with this team. It's kind of a mess what they got going on there. They got a lot of redundant position type players, like even old Depot. And you got like you know uh, Bog, uh, what's his name, um, the point guard, Mountain Brogdon. He's kind of like old Depot is like the type of player who needs the ball in his hands. Brogdon likes the ball in his hands as a point guard. Then you got like um, the emergence of uh, I'm forgetting all their names because I, you know I don't even follow Indiana I like that, but like. Um, I gotta pull up the roster now because, yeah, Warren, right? I had a like bubble player of the year, basically bubble MVP. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they got a lot of redundant type of players. Like this team, they have the pieces, but they're a prime team to make trades to make to be better, and they didn't do shit. And that that to me shows me like I don't know what they're. It's kind of like you were like saying with another team, what are they doing? Like you know, like what is this team doing? Like. We know that the Turner and Sabonis kind of combo does not work. You should have made a trade. We know that the the, Bo- the, 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 the Bogdan and Oladipo does not work. Why is there not a trade? Like, those are perfect trades to make this team just better than they are right now. You know, you know what's funny? Um, I think that both Indiana and Boston are screwed up because I think Turner would have been a good, a good player for Boston. I think he would have fit perfectly with Boston – and I think Hayward would have fit perfectly with um, with uh, with Indiana. So it's like I think they both screwed up. I think they they both made the mistake. Like it's it's weird, man. It's I think this team is in an interesting place with some of the turmoil with the fact that they're trying to shop Turner and it doesn't seem like anybody wants him. 
And then the same thing with Oladipo as well. Like, you know, rumors that he doesn't want to stay. And I know he's kind of like, he talked that down, but the rumors keep going out there. But look, I'm, I'm happy for Nate. Uh, is it, is it Bjorngren, um, the, uh, the assistant coach on the Raptors to get his first uh, gig as a, as a head coach? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, while I'm happy for him in that sense, I'm actually really disgusted with how they, they, they handled Nate McMillan like, and they made him the scapegoat because I don't think he should have gotten fired, man. No, hell no. Like, that was disgusting. Like, look, think about it. The last two years, he lost his all-star player in back-to-back season-ending injuries that affected the team's performance in the playoffs. Like, he doesn't deserve for that to happen to him. I think that's disgusting. You know, so no. that's why that's why I'm kind of like, whatever happens to them, I'm just like, yeah, who cares? Because they, they, they did really wrong by him. They did really wrong by the guy, you know? They, they had him um, coaching a sinking ship, man, and he did a great job. He got into the freaking playoffs. That team, yeah. yo, anyway, like you said, see, the, it's not the coach's fault. It was the GM's fault. They they need, right now, they still need to shake up that. They have the talent to do well. Like, they have the talent to sit in that position, talent-wise. But they have the pieces to be in the top four. Yeah. Again, Hayward was the perfect piece for that roster. Yeah. Like, they could have got, they could have traded Hayward, um, they could have even have traded Oladipo. They could have traded uh, Warren, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't want him. So now that now now you're stuck, and you got They got to face the circumstances. Like if they're gonna be, and and, and I agree. Like they they, they they shouldn't have bended. Like they like I don't think like uh, Gordon was worth more than what they were offering. I agree no. with that. Yeah. But but that was a it was a fair fair deal. No, you know, Boston wanted. I don't even know why Boston wanted. If 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 the rumors are true, wanted Old Depot because it makes no sense. They they they, they all it doesn't even fit with that roster. So they, they they could have kept what they had and and been very competitive with with Gordon. And uh, but either way, they're good. So yeah, and 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 it's weird because to to lend to what you're saying, like as a player, we try to steer away, stray away from whose team this is, but. Really and truly, like, whose team is this? Is it Sabonis's? Is it Oladipo's? Is it now TJ Warren's? Is it Brogdon's? Like, like they, they got to identify that sooner or later and then just move who you have to move. Like, they got to they gotta figure that out. I, I totally agree in that sense. But I'm like, I look at this team and I'm like, who whose team is this? I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer to that right now. <laughs> um, who's your sleeper? Yeah. Who's my sleeper on this squad? Yeah. I guess it would be. I guess Miles Turner. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like who do you consider a sleeper? Like, I get this is like the last pickup. Like, yeah. Like, like they don't have anybody on this roster that really stands out to me. That's really like, um, gonna do something that's really like outside the box that that we we don't expect, right? Like, like. Sabonis, we expect those numbers. Brogdon, I you could consider a sleeper. Um, you know, TJ Warren is is he considered a sleeper now, or do you expect certain type of value out of him? Yeah, I, yeah, he's he's a question mark. I don't know, I don't know. He yeah. worked on his game definitely during that break, and he came to ball in the bubble. But then you know, once he once he went up against Miami, he kind of just like that opportunity where he he could have been the quote unquote like best player on the team. Like, to me, he kind of withered under under Miami's defense. So it's too many. It's too many mouths to feed on this roster, man. The way it's constructed, like 
Oladipo needs to score to be effective. Miles Turner is undervalued right now. He's not doing the things. He's not even he he does not fit on this roster to really thrive. He needs to be in a place that he can do more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sabonis is it fits perfectly. Um, T.J. Warren got an opportunity because Oladipo was basically not at his premium and coming back. So what's going to happen now? Like he showed what he can do. You know what I mean? And then you got Malcolm uh, Brogdon. I love his game. I love Malcolm Brogdon. But, like, yeah. honestly, again, like, they're all – if you look at it from a fantasy perspective, they're all kind of in that same kind of range in regards to, like, numbers. Like, yeah. it's scoring-wise. Like, who's going to be the alpha dog? And you said it. Like, who, like Old Depot can't – with Brogdon there, can't, can't do what he did before. And he's still and he's still not right coming back from that injury, too. So I think that's probably the, yeah. the crux of that, too. The crux of that, too. Uh, I didn't see. I don't even know if he was if, if he is not right or he is right. I, I couldn't even answer that question. <laughs> Number six, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. Is this the season Joel Embiid reaches his MVP potential? Nope. I got him in fantasy, and I'm still saying nope. Damn. Nope. Nope. I I I I don't think that. Um. I think Embiid is what Embiid is. Everyone expecting Embiid to take that next step. I think he is what he is, man. I'm being honest with you. I don't think he has the body to withstand a full season. I don't think this roster is constructed for him to to, to do what he needs to do. Everyone thinks it is now. I think the the time that he had was when they got Jimmy Butler with him. That was that was that that was a, a sample size. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm disappointed because I think if Jimmy was with them longer, we would have seen more benefit for Embiid. Everyone's like, oh, man, you're going to see more benefit. No, man, you're not. You know, you, you know what's interesting? I, I It's funny. I, I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite, actually, because I, I think I actually think he gives okay. I actually thinks he gives us his, uh, his best season. But the, the reason why is I think it's because of Doc Rivers. OK, um, not mad at you, bro. Like the one thing about Doc is he's a really good motivator. And I think. The way that his season and the and the way Philly's season ended, specifically Embiid and Simmons, I think it it, it gives them all a chip on the shoulder on their shoulders uh, in terms of what they need. Like, I don't know if you saw like the GM survey that they have, the annual GM survey, um, for when they picked you know the the team most likely to win the championship, most likely to win MVP with the among the GMs and the coaches in the league. Um, None see it. Yeah, yeah, but but if um, but when they had the survey who for for best center. And B wasn't even in the top three, so I can I can see somebody like Doc using that to motivate his ass. I think, and I mean, if it doesn't happen this season, then I totally agree. I think he is who he is because I'm I love I love Embiid. And when I look at things like that, I'm like, yo, if that doesn't like spark something in you to be like the best player, like to me, he should be like he could be an MVP. Like he has hell that kind yeah, of talent. he's an MVP. Like when he actually really wants to play, he can't. He's unstoppable. You know, and it's funny because the last I mean, we're not going to see the All-Star game, unfortunately, for a while. But that last All-Star game in the fourth quarter crunch time when, you know, they're, they're trying to get to 157 or whatever it was, the, the final the final score. Like he was on the court. He was he was on that. He was on that court for most of that time and he was doing work. So it, it tells you, like, even when amongst the best players, he still couldn't be stopped. I think he's like right there. I think he's like I actually I think he is a star. I don't get me wrong. I think he is a, a really yeah. all star. But I just think like somebody like Doc Rivers, like I know what you're saying with with uh, with Jimmy Butler. I think he can he can kind of get the same thing from Doc Rivers for this season. 
I don't know how long that motivation is going to last, but I think for this season, I think you can really motivate him. But we'll see. That whole thing with, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about, like, you know, going for Harden and stuff. I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know, man. I think they really, really think about that because if he would be the right fit for the cost of what Harden goes for, and I'm not saying Harden wouldn't fit with Embiid because I think he would actually, but you look at Simmons. Simmons is seven years younger on a cheaper contract. You know what I mean? Even though James is the better, the better player and the more durable player, but he's has he has miles on them too. You know what I mean? Like it's you got to kind of weigh that out. Like is it is it worth just keeping these two together? Because again, mm-hmm. like Simmons is what twenty four. You know, Harden's thirty one. You know what I mean? Like it's he's still in his prime, but like he's got a lot of mileage on him too. You know what I mean? And you have somebody who's not, he's he's you don't have you don't have to pay the supermax to right now. You know, so that, that's why I'm like, you, like to me, I'm like, I don't think that's such a cut and dry trade. Like, you, you got to weigh that and think that over. But I, I like who they picked up. I, I, I like the, the fact that they picked up Danny Green. They have D12 backing him up. Somebody to practice with every day. I think that's really good. You know, and then um, Doc picked up uh, <laughs> his son-in-law, Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I actually think that's a pretty good pickup, too. Like, it's a great pickup. Yeah. They need shooting. They do. They really do. They've always needed shooting. They always need shooting. They need shooting. So I, I think that was good. And I think that's been like one of the biggest problems because once you took away their shooting, that's where Embiid and Simmons don't like gel as well as they could gel. You got to surround mm-hmm. them with proper shooting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know what, man? I, I tell you what. I really like the fact that they they drafted um, Tyrese Maxey from. Uh, yeah, I really yeah, like that yeah. kid. I, I think I, I really like that. That was a lot. great pickup for yeah. them, though, man. He fell at that foot to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's another question I want to ask before I ask you, your fantasy sleeper. If you're a family, a family member or a close friend, are you allowed to say the names Paul or George around Doc Rivers ever again in life? <laughs> Does Doc Rivers really care? That, that, that's the other question because every time I hear interviews with Doc, Doc's like, oh, whatever, man. I don't give two craps. I think because he cares. Doc, before, but, but peep game, though, see? Before George went to the Clippers, there was already kind of risks. Because remember, didn't George kind of cheat on, I don't know, all the TMZ drama, but there was already risks. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the season implodes on on the Clippers the way it did. And he, got, he gets fired. He gets let go. And then George is now throwing him under the bus at interviews. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm him. like, yeah, he's, I, I think, I think George is lucky that, you know, Doc Rivers is in his sixties because <laughs> if he was in his thirties, he, that would have been a punch straight in the face. Yeah. Very, very first game. Facts. Very first game. Facts. Because he, it's, it's, it's just disrespect. Yeah. Just disrespect. What the hell did Doc, anyway, you don't know what happens behind the, behind the scenes. But yeah. You, you go, know, what, Google it, it for yourself. You'll, you'll be able to, to, to read between the lines, but. Um, yeah, like, like I, I wouldn't say is I wouldn't say Paul or George. If I, if it's, if it's like my father's name is George, I'd be like, don't call him George. Just, just call him another name. While, while around Doc. <laughs> call him Winston. <laughs> call him Winston. Call him Winston. Who's your fantasy sleeper? Hmm. My fantasy sleeper on this team. Do you even mention him? Tobias Harris. Mm, okay. okay. I don't even know if he's a sleeper, but. I mean, he's going to get you the points you need. Yeah. I think he's a steady yeah. player. So Yeah, he's a steady player. Um, I, I would say, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Randall, I, I'm kind of interested to see how this kid turns out, uh, Matisse Thibault. 
He, I don't think he's enough playing time to be fantasy relevant, man. I'm being well, honest with you. Well, you know what? Actually, I let, let me rephrase that because I actually don't mean in terms of fantasy relevancy. I mean just mm-hmm. in terms of because defensively, he's a really good defensive player already, and I think he's he's primed to get better. But I kind of yeah. liked what he showed what he showed me offensively in the bubble. I'm like some of the stuff he showed in this game. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to see where he grows from here. But I, I think I think there's um. There's some potential there, man, for sure. Um, number five, we got the Toronto Bay Raptors. Should the Raptors fans be pouring out liquor right now, like Tupac in 1994? What do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. No, I don't, because I was the only person, probably all Toronto, that I've been telling all y'all, Giannis is not coming to Toronto. <laughs> Golly, man. <laughs> I feel that because everybody, you know, poor Toronto, everybody feels like, like, Toronto fans really think that, that Americans want to come here. They don't, man. And, I, and I, it's, it's, it's changed a bit, but it hasn't changed to the, like, even um, rumors about, I was watching watching uh, something, was it on YouTube or it was on either on the radio? One of the two things on satellite, and they're like, yeah. Um, Harden, would you ever go to Toronto? And he just kind of looked at him like, look, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing here. I don't know why you're asking these questions. He's not, he will never come here. And if he does, it's going to be just like what happened with, um, with Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi. Spends a year and then he's out. Does what he got to do. Does actually pretty well. I don't care what anyone else says. I think he would do well in Toronto, and is out. So, Raptors got to take another direction. In Maasai, we trust. In Maasai, we trust. But I know twenty twenty one that the the free agency class was supposed to be monstrous, but not as some of the huge names has been has been taken off the list right now, especially with Giannis mm-hmm. uh, signing back with the with the Bucks. The mm-hmm. future, I think, for Toronto in terms of that aspect looks a little bleaker because, mm-hmm. like, Pascal, OG, and, and Van Vliet, like, that's a solid combo. And under, and under Masai and, and Webster, they've drafted well. They've we, – I mean, we are – we are no, we, we, we live here. So we know how well they've developed players and, and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, but, like, what are their next moves now? You know what I mean? To, to, to try to make this team better. Like, what's what's under the sleeve of Masai? Like, I guess we, we're going to have to find out, all find out together. But yo, um, I'm interested to see what, what where we go from here. Because, honestly, the, the last major big-time free agent that maybe you can – I don't even want to say maybe you can land is is maybe Kawhi. But I don't see Kawhi leaving L.A. So – Kawhi ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Not what Paul, not what Paul be saying. But, okay, number one is – Forget the players. What is going on with Masai? Mm-hmm. First of all, we need to resign Masai. Yep. I like Bobby. I, I like Bobby Webster. I like him. Oh, Young yeah, guy. He's, been, he's been great. He's been, been great. great. Under the tutelage of Masai. He's been mm-hmm. great. But what is going on with Masai? That's number one. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Because we need to secure the bag with Masai. And then from there, see, then you can start talking about making some type of trades. Now, personally, everybody's talking about landing big time guys. 
I think the approach for the Raptors is um, still that holistic approach by getting stars on the team to at, at good kind of you know salaries to come in and make a collective approach to, to another run. Um, I don't think the, 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 the approach for Toronto is go for the, for gusto, like, you know, Kawhi. I don't think a lot of players are out there that are going to be different makers to, to do that either. Right. So uh, I think the approach is you get like a bunch of fringe kind of great players and bring them together on great deals and pitch that whole kind of, Hey, we need the type of players, certain type of players. You need a score. Because watching preseason, we have no one that can get put the ball in the bucket. Mm. So you need you need scores. Um, you need to get you need some luck. I, I think you know you got to get some good talent and young pieces. Like I, I like the Turner. I think that's a good kind of idea to go after someone like that. I don't think you know you can't win a championship with someone like Aaron Baines at your center. No offense, no no offense to Aaron Baines, but Aaron Baines on on the Suns was a backup center. So, right, exactly. you know, like, I mean, like, look, look, I'm calling the spade a spade. Like, but like, I like the Turner type of idea. You go after someone like that. You go after, you know, maybe, you know, like an old depot type of player to come in to score. Even, a, I, and I'm not saying you need them, but even someone like a, a Blake Griffin, for example, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone at that kind of level, they don't have a true floor on this roster. Get someone that could put the bucket, that could get you buckets. Like I think Pascal Siakam is going to be a huge disappointment for the Raptors, and, I, and, and I'm seeing it now. He is not the type of player that can create his own shot. He's a transition player. You're putting the offense through him. He's going to suffer miserably. That's not his game. It's just not his skill set. And yes, he had some flashes of decent kind of play, but we're we gave him the bag, and it's going to be a big mistake. He's just going to clog up that 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 salary cap for us, and. I think, you know, the goal with the Raptors is to get some pieces. You, first of all, you need to get a, a bucket getter. We don't got one. We just don't got one. And that's what the Raptors always needed, and that's what we got in Kawhi. Like, like DeRozan was a bucket getter, right? Um, you know, didn't fit the, the, the mold to get us to a chip, but he fit the mold to get us buckets. Um, Kawhi came in to fill that role, and last year – it was a, by committee, but you, you saw it in the playoffs. They couldn't get buckets down the stretch. They couldn't give the ball. Who was the guy? Larry? Larry? Larry was doing his best to get buckets. Yeah. But, I mean, he'll maybe one game here. one. He's a good second option, good scorer. But you can't rely on Larry to carry you through to a chip. Come on, man. Like, I love Larry. So, so you think, Love him. So you think there's a residual effect of the bubble experience that's going to happen with Spicy P? Oh, I'm, you're seeing it right now. Like, mm. Spicy P did not Spicy P like I hate to say this, but he was a pleasant surprise with Kawhi. And the only reason why he thrived in that position is A, people didn't understand like people weren't paying attention to him this first year. So he was able to get more kind of attention. And two, he was playing off the back sixty or sixty-five or seventy percent of the time because Kawhi didn't play the whole time off of Kawhi. So the second option, yes, he, he's great. As a first option, I don't know what we're thinking. Like, yeah, he had a decent season, but I mean, well, he had a, a good year. Point, he had he had a good year because I mean he was second team All NBA, right? As far as yeah, I know, yeah, right? he was he was good. He was good, but remember, a lot of his game was predicated on transition. A lot of his I game agree. was predicated on 
our, our defense. A lot of his game was predicating on help defense with surge there. So there's a lot of different factors that come into play. If you don't have the right pieces around him to be successful, he's not going to be successful. He's not a shooter. He's just jacking up shots now because he can't get to his spots anymore because there's no one else there that can – there's no other option out there to help him get to those spots when you slow down the game because that's all you got to do with the Raptors, and, 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 the, and the bubble showed it. Slow down the game. Don't let him get in transition, and they're, they're screwed. It, it, it's either fast break transition points, fast break – um, transition shots. Everything's off of the high clock, uh, right off the high clock shot, um, shot clock, right? Like you know, like in the early stages of shot clock and shots, and then keeping that pace up. But if you if you slow down the pace, they're screwed. You know, you know, it's funny to lend to what you were saying before um, about bringing in some other guy, like like another scorer. I, I think if I was them, I'd be aiming for like a young stud whose contract situation is um, is not Ooh. certified yet. Um, it's funny. Collins? I was thinking that, yeah. I was thinking, do you do you overpay yeah. for a John Collins? I know he's a restricted free agent, so at that I couldn't match. But do you do the poison pill thing where you, you front-loaded or you back-loaded so much that they, they have to make a hard decision? Because, I mean, I think if you put somebody like Collins with this team now, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a pretty good nu- – that's a really good nucleus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you that other scorer as well. I mean, he's kind of like the same where he's not getting his own shot per se, but – him and I think him and um, and and Spicy B would that actually be a pretty good combo, you know. And then having you know OG and having Van Vliet and uh, Terrence Davis if he's still on the roster, um, and, mm-hmm. and everything else that happens there. Like I think that would be a, a very good look. But I would be aiming if I was like a Messiah, I would, be, I would be aiming for somebody like because he didn't sign that max and he wants a certain set of money. It's like I would be looking at at, at a guy like Collins right now. No, nobody else is coming to me right now, but the Collins one is like. It's kind of sticking well, out to me out there. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I think right now the two pieces they need, they need for sure, they need to get a five. So Turner would be my – like if you're looking at available, like the fifth third, their, their mindset, that could stretch the floor. Turner doesn't need to be – Turner likes to shoot threes, block shots. He's a surge kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. Turner would be the, the best piece to fit the mold, and then they need a score. So, and they don't have a two. They don't have a, a certified two. So, a young scorer um, that's available, that's that's a debate, right? Or, or maybe you sit back and you wait. Yeah. That, that's okay. That's okay. But if you get the, 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 you start getting the pieces next year or this year and you start building on it, um, you know, or, you know, uh, personally, I think, um, you know, once Larry's gone, it's going to open up some possibilities. I think they're going to like that two-point guard front from now on. Maybe it's something you look at with certain Canadians. Maybe you look at that front. Maybe you look at if Wiggins has a good year. I know everyone's going to get on my back. Oh, Wiggins is shit. Yeah, he's shit, but he's a, he could get you buckets. So maybe it's something like you get someone like a Wiggins in. Maybe you get some shooters in. I don't know. Like, But... but the core right now definitely is OG, Pascal, and Van Vliet. So, um, so going forward, who's your sleeper? On the Raptors? Yeah. N- Norman Powell. Okay. okay. Yeah, Norman Powell. Yeah, I would say OG. I would say OG. But, again, I've I've watched a limited amount of uh, preseason games, so but I know he looks decent so far, but. We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what happens. But I think I think OG might, you know, he he might uh 
he might have to have a little bit more responsibility scoring. So let, let's see what happens there. Number four, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Are we sure Brooklyn should be rated this low? Because I think this is really – I actually, this is pretty low. I think I think they're perfect where they are. I, okay. I personally think – I don't. I personally think it's going to take them a while to get rolling. Okay. That's my personal opinion. I, I think that they're – they're a playoff team. I don't think they're a regular season team right yet. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a lot of lumps getting used. I think that you know Kyrie and and and, and Durant. Yes, they're back, but they're not gonna play as much. I think there's a lot of things you got to take in consideration. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I mean I I see they're low on this list, obviously, and the only reason why I'm even semi okay with it is because the injury history with Kyrie, and then I think you have to monitor KD this season as well, just because. I mean, I know we had a, an extra amount of time to recover from his Achilles injury. It's still mm -hmm. an Achilles injury, so you still have to, like, monitor him as well. Because nowadays, mm -hmm. the way modern medicine is now, it's taking less than a year to, to come back from that injury for these players, where before that was like a career ender, right? It's still a yeah. it's still the worst injury you can get as a basketball player, mind you. But he, well, mm -hmm. the point I'm making is he had an extra, like, an extra half a year to recover from that. You know what I mean? So, um, so and he's looking, he's looking pretty good right now. Um, or he's looking really good. I should say, not even pretty good. He's looking really good right now. He's looking like KD, basically. Um, mm -hmm. But I, but I think they legitimately like if they can legitimately make um, Levert their third star or their scorer. They have so much talent around them, man. Like I don't, I don't see how they don't make. Honestly, I don't, I don't see how they don't make the conference finals once they start gelling. Like if oh, like I don't for I don't, sure. Yeah, like I don't see how they don't. Because like, because like I said again, like New Jersey was always a a good team. You know what I mean? The last, especially the last couple of years, just with the culture they they built from within. This is what I was talking about. I mean, with Brooklyn the and Brooklyn. So yeah, this is what I was talking about with the Knicks in terms of like just building that culture from within. They did that. Now that now they've attracted stars to come and try to enhance mm -hmm. that. And to me, mm -hmm. they didn't really lose too much of those the rest of those guys. Like the fact they still have Torian Prince, they still have Levert, they still have uh, Dinwiddie. You know what I mean? They still have Jared Allen. They still have Joe Harris. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they they got a lot of talent. So even those even those days were like, yeah, you know they may have to you know load load manage uh, KD or they may have to load manage Kyrie. They still have enough to win these games because they play so hard. So, yeah. I, but my, my mind you again, this is a new coach. This is a Steve Nash? You know the Hall of Famer Canadian first time coaching. He's got a mm -hmm. great coaching staff around him. So we have to see what happens there. So you're right in that aspect. It's not the same coaching staff, but. Mm -hmm. I just think like I don't understand why like to me I'm like they should be this I had the number two on my on my on my um on my on my list but like I said I think we'll have to see how it shakes out but that's the only reason why I'm like semi okay with it being this low it's just because of the load I, management I, I, aspect of it I'm right here I, I I think they're right where they should be right now I mean they could they can show out they have the potential to be number one. They have the potential. Yeah, uh, I think they're yeah. They the, they they're on paper. They have the potential to be number one, but on paper it's 2021 or going into 2021. So it's going to be a. I mean, it's, it's detached from two years ago where some of these players would have been. You know, you would have thought this team is is a contending championship team, but I think it's going to take them a while to get the cohesiveness. There's a lot of different factors that come into play. Um, you know, yes, you know. You have Kevin Durant, who, but Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles injury, I don't know. Like, yeah, he looks, he looks good. He looks really good. But I mean, does he look KD good? I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't think he looked as good. Like, I think we're all just shocked that he looked as 
not I won't say dominant, but as good as you no know, KD can look. But I don't know. I don't know. A full season? We'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. Who's your who's your sleeper on this team? Um I probably would give it to Joe Harris. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. That, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I would say maybe. I know he's not really a sleeper because he had a good year when Kyrie was down, but Spencer Dinwiddie might. Have, nah, that's not a sleeper. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I actually think he's going to take. I mean, his stats are going to go back. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I heard he's going to come off the bench. No, and he, and he I should. I mean, it's Kyrie, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like he he is so. for sure, but. I mean, six man type of player. I mean, I mean, he, does, 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 Karis, to... does Karis Levert count as a sleeper? Because it's a tough one. Yeah, I think he. I, I think, mean, I think he. I think he's primed to put up some numbers, but I, I'm not hating the Joe Harris one just for the threes and you know the the good percentages and stuff like. Yeah, that. he's gonna be a starter and he's gonna get minutes and he's he's gonna be consistent. He's gonna be always playing and he's going to get the residual of getting that kick out when they're when they're concentrating on Kyrie and 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 uh, Durant. Um number 3, we got the Boston Celtics. Is it possible that we could be overrating Boston? No. No, I think they're they're where they, they look they went to the they, they're they're always in the hunt. Uh last year I think we we overvalued them. And this year, I think they're right on par. I like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like last year at this time, we had this podcast because the year before that, they they underachieved. I think they're always they're always in the hunt to be Eastern Conference champion uh, champs. You know, they they get more respect on the Raptors, and the Raptors have done better than them in the last five years. So it's true. <laughs> um, you know, we're always oh Boston, 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 and they're 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 nucleus, uh, they're young nucleus. Are are prime superstars. I mean, you know, my son's a huge Boston Celtics fan. Um, Tatum, um, I think he takes a major step this year. Uh, I, I, I and I, I think he definitely is in the conversation, guys. I don't want people to say Randall said he's gonna. No, he's in the conversation of of, of MVP. Hmm. Okay. In the conversation, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's going to be MVP. He's got I'm the talent the for it. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna sit there and, and, and shit on that. Yeah. Like he's, he's yeah. definitely has the talent for um, it. Jalen Brown, you know what I mean? He, he looked great in the bubble. I like Smart. Um, you know, Kemba is going to be out for a while, but Kemba adds that kind of um, consistency at the point guard. Um, even if he is out, I, I still think that it's, there's no major drop off because I think Smart fits better with this team. Um, to be honest. Um, just from the way they play, um, uh, Kemba, if, if the shot's off, he, he's kind of not, I won't say irrelevant. I think he, Kemba's like a, you know, perennial all-star type of player, but I, I, I think smart adds more of a different dynamic to this team that they need. So it's interesting. Like I, I like the pickup of, of picking up Tristan Thompson, especially under that kind of uh contract. I'm again, he's one of those guys as well where I'm surprised he didn't get a little bit more. But I mean, I I understand at the same time, and you know, and they, they picked up Jeff Teague as well. He's a steady backup point guard. But I, yeah. I do think losing Gordon for nothing is gonna eventually bite them in the ass. And I and and I'm taking into account how good Tatum and Brown are gonna be this season, especially with 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 uh, Tatum. Because if the rumor is true, he grew another two inches. I don't know how true that is, but that's what they're saying yeah. that he's now six yeah. ten. You know, I I guess I have to believe it when I see it, but. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like just the fact that like you know there's gonna be a level that he's gonna jump, you know, as, and even Brown as well. So I'm taking that. But what is it? But what I, does that even mean? See, like at, at the position he plays and how he plays, growing two inches. What does that really mean? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like it's not gonna change his game. It's not gonna. No, it's change. not gonna. It's not gonna change his game, but it makes him more unstoppable because the the where he, where he's gonna be shooting from now is it's even harder to block. Like at like yeah. I mean he's, he was already hard to stop. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're adding like, you're adding two yeah. more inches to that. Now it's like you you become almost unblockable. You know what I mean? Yeah. For you just just on a normal jumper, much less anything else. You know, yeah. Your your dives to the basket, dunking on guys, an extra two inches. That's a big difference. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. All that takes into account. Um, yeah. But but I but I do think that like not getting anything back for for Hayward is gonna bite them in the ass. I think I think you're right. I, I think I think Turner was was the was the play. I don't yeah, know that's, what. That's what we're saying earlier. He was he was perfect for them. I think he was. That was the, they they both fucked up. They they both screwed up. Like that was the that was a trade both of them should have easily made and just work out the you know the the particulars after. Like that should have been something that should have been worked out. That would have been the perfect trade for both teams. And it's just they 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 both of them dropped the ball. You know. Yeah, I heard I heard Ainge wasn't a big fan of Turner. Yeah, but it's funny because a lot of people aren't. It's you know, but it's, but I, I don't know, man. I just I just think they sh- like that. I think that for whatever reason, he's not a fan of him. But um, I mean, I, and I and I understand too because I think he should be a little bit better than he is. But at the same time, on this team, the the fact that like he plays defense, he can hit the three, he can he can score baskets inside here and there, rebound. I think it would have been a, a a very good a very good uh spot for him from the land. The question mark, I think for this team is is Kemba's health because I don't know if you heard but he's out till at least January with he he took of a, a stem cell sorry a stem cell injection in his knee so cuz apparently his knee is uh is rumored to be arthritic so if that's the case like <laughs> that like that's a you paid a lot of money you paid max money for this guy that's that might be like 70% of who he is going for for the rest of his contract that's going to hurt yeah. you yeah no, I agree. I, I, I um, but I think Boston's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, and don't get me wrong. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. They're gonna, they're a top four. I had them. I think I had them fifth. To be honest with you, because I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna drop back a little. But I don't um, think so. Yeah, you, 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 I think smart. I think smart is more than capable of taking more responsibility on. And I think Teague is a good serviceable backup. I think they're fine. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see. But um. I think they're more than fine. I'll be honest with you. See, Kemba didn't have a good year with them last year, even when he was playing. I I agree with that too. But I I think they they were uh, a complete collapse of um, you know, from Siakam from from basically uh, being out in the second round last year too. You know what I mean? So it's like we got to look at it that way too. I mean, I know some of that was by design because they caused that too, but. Um, but you know, they, they went literally right down to the last second of game seven, you know, with, with the Raptors best player playing like trash. So, and I mean, yeah, Hayward wasn't there for that either. Cause he was hurt too. But to me, if they could have got something for him, I think that would have been better, but um, oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're still, they're still going to be good though. Um, who's, who's your, who's your sleeper on Boston? My, my sleeper for the Boston Celtics is taco fall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on moving on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> no um it, it, if it's not taco fall well 
I, I, I think uh, Marcus Smart, if you want to call a sleeper, or Tristan Thompson, I think both of those guys are going to fall in, you know, um, benefits to, um, you know, Kemba being down. Um, I think uh, Tristan is in a great situation to come in and get some some meaningful kind of points in there and, and contribute. Uh, and I think that Marcus Smart, either way, which one of those cipher dice, it, based on what I've seen this, in the bubble, if he can get that shot more consistent, he's going to be a killer. I honestly think, like, and I know it sounds crazy, I think they're better with Smart than they were with, 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 with Kemba of this team. Number two, we got the Miami Heat. Are we sure that this Heat team, this version, I should say, of this Heat team is a team of the future? That's a good question. I mean, they got they got a lot of good talent on that team, man. Like, right. You know, like, they, they got, like, I give it to um, the front office there in, in Pat Riles. I think, you know, we always look at Miami and we're always, they, they, like, we always, we tend to discredit them. But Jimmy Butler has, you know, has brought this edge to this team. I, I, I like this kid, Tyler Hero. I, I, I really do. Uh, Bam is coming into his own as a certified all-star. Duncan Robinson, shout out to Duncan and, and, my, and my Florida automater, Governor Dunners, uh, GDA. Uh, he went to my old prep school. And, oh, did he really? And, and he went, okay. Yeah, he went to GDA. Yeah, oh, yeah, he really man. showed out there. Um, you know, they, they, uh, the big signing, which is a sleeper signing, is, is Goran Dragic. And and then you got like Igadala, you know, um, they, they just got a they, you know none. Um, they they got they got a good balance, and people are sleeping on Avery Bradley coming in as a vet off the bench. Mo Harkless, great, fits that team perfectly. Like I was watching them play last night. They, you know what? See, they are legit. Either number two or pushing for number one. Yeah. And, Just, and, they got the players that fit, man. I'm telling you, they're riding, man. They're riding. Like they when the Raptors, Raptors kept starters in. And I know it's preseason, blah, blah, blah. But they kept starters in. And Miami sat their starters and Toronto was struggling. Struggling. And I was like, man. My man was, I mean, Toronto their starters in. Now now mind you, like this is the perfect heat team. But I, I, but it's funny. Like I know they were designing to get that third star, and it's not going to happen well, now because. Can. Well, I don't know if they can be. Well, they can't because they, they, um, they, they maxed out Bam, right? Oh yes, you're right. I forgot about yeah, that. My they, bad. They yeah. maxed out Bam, so they, they can't do that now unless Tyler becomes that that guy within the next year or two. And based on how he's playing, it, it, I mean, it's entirely possible. Like he's playing well. Yeah. The the one thing with the Heat and the Raptors, funny you mentioned them, is that. Those two are the best two teams in the in the league right now. At, uh, basically, on earthing gems, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. man, it looks like Miami found another one because that kid KZ Opala, hold, oh wow, he, he balled out last night. Yeah, I caught that game and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And and it, and it didn't look like it was just because he was hot. Like it just looked like that's just what he does. I'm not saying he's gonna get 25 to 30 every night. Don't get yeah. me wrong, obviously, but. He looks like right now. I mean, it's preseason, but he looks right like right now. Like they found another guy again, you know. And mm-hmm. and and I think with this mm-hmm. team, like what makes them, I guess, if this is going to be their team going forward for the foreseeable future, is it, they they're going to go as far as the as based on the development of Bam, because like I said, they gave him that max extension. Unless 
it's on him to basically carry that team over to the top. You know what I mean? As well as, I guess, a hero as well. So I think those are the two guys where, like, you basically have to, like, make sure they, they, they get every every drop of talent out of their body. You know what I mean? To, to make sure we're there because they they've already invested so much money in him. You're on the second year of, of uh, Jimmy Butler's contract, who's, again, is a very, you know, a top 15, top 20 player who plays extremely hard. He's perfect for that culture. This is the perfect team. And, and the joke is, as you're laying it out, because I forgot about that Avery Bradley. But when you when you look when you lay it out that way, it's like, yeah, they, they're, they're primed to like they could actually go back to the finals again. But it's just again, if they meet the Lakers again, you know what's going to happen. You know, yeah, that, that, that's, smack. that's the problem, right? That that's the problem. So I'm like going forward. It's like, is this are we sh- absolutely sure this is as great as this team is it's a perfect Miami Heat team right now in terms of the culture. But is this the perfect team to win championships going forward? I don't know. You know, I, I, I yeah. have to see a little bit more development out of Bam and, and Hero. I think those yeah. are the two guys they really have to invest their time in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. And and then my other question I want to ask you, too. Should should they make a statue for you, Donis, when he finally retires? <laughs> the, 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 the South Beach bully? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, he's yeah, been there no. since 2004, dog. He, he has yo, not played yo. for another team. Yo, I heard a story, right? that my man everyone's like yo he's just there to be like more of a leader and he's kind of done playing and i heard a story that my man still thinks he like he's not there just to be there he's there because he truly believes he still got he's still can ball mm-hmm. and i've heard he's went into um not rouse's office but uh what's his name Spolster. huh Spolster. Spolster, Spolster's office and he said, why am I not playing? I should be getting more minutes. Wow. Yeah, my man still believes he can play. Like, it's not like, yo, I'm there as a vet. And I'm there like, no, 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 no. My man's like, no, no. I'm out here every day busting my ass. I'm busting these young boys' ass in practice. Why am I not playing? Wow. Facts. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I plan on going to Miami at some point in the future. So I, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about you, Donis. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, this is the truth, man. Mr. 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 Three Hundred Five. Mr. Three Hundred. He's he's the real Mr. Three Hundred Five. He's, Yo, real he's straight. He, he, he's straight. He's straight. Uh, you know, he, he's straight Miami, man. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it says a lot that they're like they're okay with just continuing to pay him where they're paying him and not telling him to put a suit on. Like uh, it's it's actually like wow. Like they they still really value him as this kind of player, you know what I mean? Even if he's yeah. a 12th guy and he's, 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 you know, meant he's at this mentoring stage of his career, but I mean, this guy's, no. got, you know, but, but the fact is like, he's still, he's still got a uni on man. Like it's again, he's like, in that work. See, he's put it in that work. I heard he's in there. He's the first, he's the first in the last to leave type of thing. Right? Like, and, and that's he's a, put in that work. And that's amazing. And honestly, it's like, yes. Did he, does he have the career to, to, to get a statue or to even get his number raised in the banners? No, but the fact that he's been there 17 years, like he embodies the culture of this team. If they decided to retire his number, does anybody get mad? Really? No, not really. Right? He's the heart and soul of the team. When yeah. he talks, everyone listens. He's not the type that, from what I've heard, he's not like a super vocal type to always talk. But when he talks, it's like the OG talks. Everybody shuts up and then listens. Mm-hmm. And it was like that even when I was kind of somewhat 
involved in the organization in there, right? Like, like even back then, OG, like, like he, he was an OG. So imagine now. Like I said, he's been there. He's been there for their greatest period of time. You know what I mean? Like when when they kind of fell off a little bit, he was there. When they came back with the super team thing, he was there. He's there now. Like it's like he's been he's been there for like their best times, like the most successful in history. He's been there. So I'm um, like he sees like once he's once he's finally done playing, I can't see how he's not still being employed by the Miami Heat to do something with the organization, whether it's coaching, whether it's an ambassador, whatever it is. Like he's he is going to be. He is oh, going yeah. to be working for the Heat like for years upon years. It's basically up to him if he doesn't want to work with the Heat anymore. He's he, he's a true he's a true definition of a professional man. Look at the man. All you got to do is look at the man's body. Look at the man's body. The man's body gets better as his career goes on. That yeah, is he a looks testament good. of professionalism. Yep. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. he came in the league, look at his body when he came in to now. Every year, this man is putting in that work. I, I I give it to him, bro. Absolutely. Who's your sleeper? Um, hmm, a sleeper on this roster. That, Is there even a, I can know. You even consider- I don't even know if you can, to be honest with you. Well, I I I, I like Robinson. I think Robinson's going to give you some 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 sneaky buckets and threes and stuff. If you're looking from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think he's going to put up the, the the double digit kind of scoring. Um, but I think you know he he, he solidified himself on this roster to get. Secure minutes. Um, um, you know, Bam's going to take another step. Tier- Hero's going to take another step. I think, unfortunately, Dunn's going to go backwards. Yeah, that's what I see right now from this roster. All right, so last but not least, the number one team in the East for, I think, like the th- – no, not the third year in a row, at least the second year in a row. Um, we got the Milwaukee Bucks. How proud should the small markets be now that Giannis super maxed up with Milwaukee? a great question i mean i I think milwaukee got lucky with that man no i I saw a document well i saw a documentary the other day where where they kind of showed the inner workings of the uh the 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 war room with the raptors and the raps were like were pushing hard to get Giannis. um it didn't come to fruition obviously but they already they knew that this was the trajectory that uh that uh Giannis had um and you know not just to mention that, I mean, you got like uh, Middleton that's coming to his own as a certified all-star in the East. Drew Holiday will be an all-star in the East. Great pickup. I mean, like you said, the, I think we said earlier in the, in the conversation, the only thing that they're missing was someone like a – and I'm not even a big fan of Bogdan, um, but he was a he was a, a piece that would have definitely helped push them over the edge to, to compete. Sorry, for, who, who, uh, who was that? Oh, Bogdan, Bogdan, uh, Bogdan, Bogdan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bogdan, yeah. He was a huge piece that that would have pushed them over the edge to be um, the favorites to win it. Let's just put it. Right. Uh, the Lakers, Lakers did a great job. I'm sure that you guys covered it with Julian in the West, kind of what's going on. But I, I do think that that would have that's a piece that not saying they're missing, but would have put them over. They're still going to be the best team in in regular season in the, in, in the NBA. Yeah. That I agree with. But 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 it's the playoffs where you need that extra piece that puts you over the edge. Well, you know what? The the good thing is is now they got time to get that guy because they know Giannis isn't leaving uh, next year. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I, I you know, listen, man, I'm yes, as a as a as a fan of the city of Toronto that wants to see the the Raptors and sports teams do well. Would I have loved to see Giannis, who's one of my top four favorite players in the in the league, to come here and 
and play for the Raptors? Absolutely. But with that said, I'm so happy for this guy, Randall, because look, like he stayed loyal. He took the Supermax. It's old school. You know what I mean? Like it's how can I not appreciate that? Like the fact that like a player put his roots in into something and he just wants to see it flourish all the way through. I mean, most stars in the last 10, 15 years, as soon as they, they had the chance to bounce, especially from a small market, they've, they've jettisoned out of there. You know what I mean? So the fact that like you see a two-time back-to-back MVP entering his prime is staying with the small market. I think it's, I think uh-huh. it's actually, it's commendable, man. Like in this, in this day and age now, it's kind of old school. Yep. I appreciate that, man. Cause look, the bucks, that have have committed over three hundred and forty plus million dollars to him since he's been drafted, and and considering his backstory of how poor they were and stuff, and how he was pretty much almost malnourished before he got to the league, like mm-hmm. this blows any dream that he had out of his mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he said, like, he said it when when he, he said in his um interview when he signed it, he's like, "Yo, my my great grandkids better be like build a statue for me." Yeah, it it changed his life. There's um um there's a um a Woj actually the Woj pod um they did a special about the the Giannis draft and the 2013 draft. Like if if, he, if any of you guys get a chance to listen to it, um that's it, a it's a pretty good episode based on the fact that um they were talking about like there was it was more than the Raptors. I was actually trying to go for Giannis, but it was just because he was just such, such oh, a. Oh, I didn't unique, know that. Yeah, I didn't it, was, know. it was actually it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, but there were there were like there was a few teams that were like angling to try to get him, as well. You know what I mean? Because I think everybody like there's people that kind of like they didn't tip their hand, but they saw the potential that this guy could be something really special. He was just really raw, but they saw like there's something with this kid, you know. So it wasn't just Masai to be to be uh, like according to this uh, episode I listened to, it wasn't just Masai. But with that said, like it just you know I think he's so unique in that in that with his mindset like. And really, all it's, it didn't take Milwaukee to do that much. It just they, All it took was just a show of good faith with the front office, just between them getting Drew Holiday. I know they screwed up the attempt of getting Bogdan. And then you got to think about it, too, like just, just in, the, in the space that we're living in now. The fact that the organization, the ownership, stood by him and the team when they boycotted that game in the bubble, you know what I mean? And then getting the Congress like rep on for Wisconsin on the line and try to make change and make shit happen socially – like especially with uh with regarding like Black Lives Matter and issues and things like that, I think was major. You know what I mean for for them, right? Because they 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 supported the boycott. They weren't mad. They supported it. You know, and right, right, right. So 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 I think when you couple all that together, I think it's it's like it's it's a it's it's a pretty cool story to see how it how it played out. <laughs> and one of our chat groups, we had Giannis with a Raptors jersey on for like the last like year or whatever however link it was, but. You know, but, but with that said, <laughs> but with that with that said, it's you know it is what it is, man. Like I, I you know, I, I I support I support this move a hundred percent. Like I love it. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, I I told you this was gonna happen. I'm not shocked. No, and and I mean, I don't I don't think we were like I'm not stunned. You're just more like I wish. You know what I mean? But like I'm not stunned because yeah. because based on who he is, you know what I mean? Like the kind of guy that he is, you're not you're not surprised this happened. Um, but I do kind of agree in the sense that that botched deal with Bogdanovich, I think, I think that would have put them over the top in the East. So I think they, they still have a little time to develop that. But I think going forward, regular season, I think he's primed to, according to that, that same GM survey, he's primed to be the, he's the odds-on favorite to be the, the first 
three-time MVP, like back-to-back-to-back MVP since Larry Bird in '86. Um, and yep. he's, and he's yep. got a, he's like, and again, if he if he's sh- what he's showing you in some of the preseason so far, if he's pulling the trigger on that jumper and he's making the major like at least a good percentage of them, based on everything that he's already been doing. It's a very good shot. He'll get it again. You know what I mean? Like it's they'll, they'll make the champ. They'll win the championship if he can get that J down. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing, facts, and facts. The, they win. They win. They win the chip. If, if Giannis, no one can stop Giannis. So if they can get, if he can hit that J, they will beat the Lakers. And you know what? And you know what's scary, Randall? Like he still got growth to his game. Like that jump shot. Like he still. There's still. Mm-hmm. There's still room to the to for him to hit that ceiling. Like, which is it's crazy. Like it's like the fact he's only twenty six years old. Like, <laughs> like the, the the things that he's accomplished already. It's it's been it's been it's crazy. Like it's it's a great story. Like I love the story of of what's happening with them. Um. Well, with that said, who's your who's your sleeper? Uh on this roster, again, once you get to the top, it's hard to say who a sleeper is. I mean. I probably would give it to uh, Lopez. You're, you're cheating off my paper with my sleeper. <laughs> hey, you know who I like a lot on this roster, though. Like mm-hmm. that—that—that's a great signing that people are sleeping on, and that got that gets like puts up points is Bobby Portis. I'm not saying he's gonna be fantasy relevant, mm-hmm. but I didn't even realize he was on the roster until I was watching the game. And I'm like, yo, he can go to work and get and get you stats. And the other thing I want to do is give a shout out to my man Stick Nick Stauskas. He's back in the league. He's back in the league. You know what I mean? Welcome um, they, back. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, they got they got some they got some um some pieces. Pat Connaughton, I always liked him. One of the very athletic. You know, unassumingly athletic, and I'm not saying that because he's white. I'm saying that because, yo, my man really is crazy athletic and doesn't look like it. But, yeah. you know, I, um, uh, DJ Augustine, I mean, that's a starting point guard for years in the league that they got cu- coming off the bench. They did not skim on getting good pieces around them to, to strengthen the depth of what they have. Um, yeah, they didn't get some of the marquee kind of Bogdan type of uh, free agent signings that would have pushed them over the edge, but they got thing, they got they got a lot of pieces that's going to help them push them to be um, further contenders at, at least uh, to go to the championship and, and get to the championship at least this year. Um, and I think Giannis is going to take a big step, and Drew Holiday is going to be huge for them. But um, in regards to sleepers, yeah, I mean Lopez, um, I think he's going to be huge for them. Now, um, not every we're, we're basically wrapping up this pod. Um, any predictions you got going for? Like, you, who do you think is going to win MVP? Who do you think is going to win it all at at this stage right now? Who's your prediction? Well, I, I I I I think right now um, the three the, the three guys that I think are interesting. To, I mean, uh, LeBron's always in the mix, but I don't know if LeBron's going to play as many minutes as he normally does. But Giannis, number one. Um, you know, I always say Lebr- I never count out LeBron, and I kind of call it like either LeBron concedes to uh, AD, so either AD or LeBron are in the mix. Um, and 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 the kind of the dark horse uh, on the maps. Um, oh, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. I, I know people are like, oh, he can't be MVP level. I think Harden takes a step back. Um, from, from, from in that race, and I think Lillard will be kind of in a conversation, but I really think that uh, Luca uh, is going to show out. 
No, that's 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 a good choice. I think it's. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna rank them, but I think yeah, I think Giannis is in the mix. I actually think it's funny. I actually think this year, um, Anthony Davis is gonna be like a strong contender for MVP this year because I think that confidence of winning a title and and the way he plays on both ends of the floor, if he's healthy and he's not missing, you know, a bunch of games or or getting subbed out and getting the, those knickknack injuries and stuff. I think where, where you're talking about where they might, you know, load manage LeBron a little bit. I think I can see him being like a serious MVP candidate. Um, I would say also Steph, I think, has, has a pretty good shot, too. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't count him out. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count him out. But but I, I think that's going to depend on the kind of record they have. Like if they can maintain because yeah. they're playing 72 games, so if they maintain like a 60% winning percentage, which is like the equivalent of winning 50 games. If they can mm-hmm. maintain that and up, I think he's got a good shot. I, I can't mm-hmm. argue with Luca, and I can't think of anybody else right now. I guess Kawhi is always in the running, but I don't think he, it's what he, I don't think he cares about winning like the MVP. So that's why I don't usually count him for that. But, um, I don't think he plays enough games. I just don't think well, he, 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 he warrants it. Well, yeah. There's, there's, there's that too. Um, and then I think, um, like the dark, I think a dark horse is Embiid, as I mentioned earlier. I think I think he's a, yeah. he's a dark horse. He's a dark horse. I'm not saying he will, but he's a, yeah. he's a dark horse to me because I th- he. De- I agree with you. He has the talent to be a perennial MVP candidate, but I don't know if he has the heart. Facts. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to see with that. It's interesting. It's interesting to see what I, I again. I just think with um with Doc Rivers being on that team and and just the new you know the the new motivators in, in there. Like I think. It could be interesting because, you know, again, like his name has taken a bit of a hit, you know, in the last year and change. And especially this year, like, he again, he didn't even make the all NBA teams. Um, like I said, right now, people don't even have him as a top three center, which is like insane because I think, you know, I think he actually has the best. I think he actually is the best center in the league, but he's got to prove it on, on the court, not on paper. Right. So <laughs> that's so that's that's the thing, too. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be again, like I mentioned this in the other pod, but it's going to be one of the most unique seasons that we're ever going to see. The fact that, you know, again, they're going to have uh, uh, games, you know, possibly being canceled because teams are, you know, getting wiped out by the Rona, you know, and mm-hmm. there's no fans in the stands again. There's no bubble situation. So just everything is there's so many variables in it now where it's like uh, you don't know how it's going to play out. So it's it's yep. interesting to see where 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 this is all gonna go, but you know we're both fans of the game. We're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna be um, watching it, you know, digesting it, talking about it on pods. You know, we got those um um those annual uh, Raptors uh, mid season podcasts that we <laughs> normally do. We're gonna do that again. You know, we're not gonna stray from that. Um, the, the Toronto Bay Raptors I like to call them because they're in Tampa. <laughs> so. You know, there's there's a lot of good things to look forward to, man. And then, you know, like I said, the um, you know, this week we're putting out the um the all time fantasy draft that we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you when's that coming out, man? Yeah, that's that's out this week. That's out this week. Uh so um so that's uh that's gonna be a lot of fun too. It's gonna be chopped up in each round and then eventually like the uh the full episode will be out. But um mm-hmm. but yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff coming coming through basketball wise if you're a basketball fan, so um, stay tuned, man. This is this is this is uh, you know this is where we uh, this is where we have our fun, man. Watching the NBA, right? So, yes, sir. And all those people listening, man, I like to hear, it, man. When, when, when C posts um, when C posts this uh, this this uh, on his his IG, 
some of y'all in the comments, I want to see what your 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 uh, your your Eastern Conference kind of um, picks are uh, and what your thoughts are on what it'll shake out to be. So we can go back and kind of say, okay, okay, we were right or we were wrong. So um, I always like to kind of say that I. Uh, I'm always closer than what what see would see things, but that's just my bias, you know what I mean? But um, of course, it's your bias. You know, this this year this year is going to be interesting. It's a bubble year. It's a different type of year. So I'm interested to see what uh, what the masses think in South Shore Ave. Masses think so. Absolutely, yes, brother. Thank you once again for the for the annual preseason Eastern Conference Yo. breakdown, man. Yes, sir, man. Um, you know what I mean? Shout out to, to all the Canadian ballers out there. Uh, I wish all the, the luck to the ones that are on the rosters that are on the cusp of making it up with two way deals. I hope to see a lot of them stick on, on rosters and have on uh, um, the more Canadians, the better, man. And Canucks, we trust, yo. And Canucks, we trust, bro. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into the latest episode of the Av Podcast. Special shout out goes out to Randall Walter for hopping on the app to break down the Eastern Conference with me. I appreciate you, sir, for keeping with the annual tradition of breaking down the Eastern Conference at the start of every season. We wrap up 2020 with the MVPs of 2020 episode where we'll discuss our choices for the most valuable people, situations and movements of this crazy ass year. There are always positives within the negative, And this year has been, well, I mean, you know. But there's still roses that grows from this concrete. We'll do our very best to pick out the best ones in sports, entertainment, the culture, and everything else. So continue to stay locked in with us. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows on South Sharaf Radio, wherever you listen to my podcast and podcasts overall. Now included in that is a newly launched South Sharaf YouTube channel where the stoop is now on there. You can go ahead and check the season five premiere where I conduct an all time NBA fantasy draft amongst my South Sharaf family It's broken down into seven separate episodes, basically one episode for each round. Round four was launched this morning. So take that in and the first three rounds as well on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe, leave comments, all that, all that, all that. And if you want to dive in deep into my catalog of previous shows, go to SouthSharaf.com to listen to as much of it as you want. Once again, that's SouthshoreAve.com. For Round the Walter, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the Av Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. On to the next podcast, folks. Peace and love. We out. Happy holidays.